verse 42 says, Give to him that asketh thee, and for him that would borrow of thee, turn not thou away. You have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. And I know a whole lot of folks saying, if you could just eliminate that one verse. <laughs> that ye may be the children of your father, which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good. And sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans the same? <clears throat> and if you salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans so. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. You may be seated. <clears throat> Question. What if God said, I'm not coming this morning because of COVID? Because it's cloudy outside. It's about to rain. What if God said, I'm only going to tune in through the airway. I'm not going to personally come and be with you. What if God said, I'm tired. I had a sleepless night. What would happen if God went to sleep on us? No matter the situation, God is here. And that's why I can say there's nobody like Jehovah. When I think about that song, if you know God, if you are alive and have gone through stuff, if you have been through a recession, a depression, and you still have a roof over your head and food to eat, then you can say with me, there's no one like Jehovah. Amen. There's nobody that can treat me like Father God. And no one has died for me but Jesus Christ. If you know him like I do, if you know it was not an alarm clock that woke you, regardless of how long or loud that alarm clock is, regardless of the smell of the coffee that you smell, that somebody is making, that is not who woke you up this morning. It was not the rooster, the crane, or the robin. It was not the person snoring beside you. 
No matter the noise or the smell, if God does not say you will, you will not see the sunrise. Think about it. Every morning a deaf person awakes to start their day. Not because of what they heard, but because of what God said. Without him, there is no tomorrow. In fact, without him, there is no today. Because in him we live and move and have our being. Now, in these few scriptures, Jesus is telling us how we should carry ourselves. He speaks to us how we should love our neighbors. Bless the ones that curse you. Anybody been there? Pray for the ones that use you wrongfully or persecute you. If you love them only because they love you, you are no better than they are. And Jesus is trying to teach us a more excellent way that we may become perfect as his father is perfect. Now, again, verse 45 said again that ye may be the children of your father, which is in heaven, for he maketh his son to rise on the evil, even on the good. And sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. Regardless of whether one is or is not, God has blessed. So this morning we want to ask the question, whose child are you? Whose child are you? Some grow up thinking that we all are God's children. Which leads them to believe nobody is bad. But believe me, there are some bad seeds out there. We are all his creation. We are not all his children. There's a difference in being his creation and being his children. When you look at Sodom and Gomorrah. When you look at those that call themselves them and those and these and that's. When you look at January 6th and the violence, that is looking at a creation. But when you look at those that worship him in spirit and in truth, those that pray for those that carry on like January 6th, those that can love in spite of what they have gone through, in spite of how people treat them, that is where you find those that who can call themselves a child of God. If you did a survey and asked people, who is your father? Is it father, God or Satan? Most of them would say, of course, God is my father. Without really knowing the definition of a real Christian or the lifestyle one should live. People respond and say, yes, I'm saved. Not knowing what that means. Or I know God. Not knowing who God is. They still call him the man upstairs. I'm a Christian. Not understanding that Christian means Christ like. And the life they live is anything but. Everyone who proclaims to be is not. Only those in Christ. Who have received Christ are the ones who have become heirs and joint heirs in Christ. 
Let me, let me ask this. How do you become a child of God without God? How can you be his child without being him being your father? Folks say they know him, but by their lifestyle, they don't. Let me, let me use this example. I, I think you could understand this. What do you think Rosalind would say if a person came up to her and said, Rosalind, I'm your child. What do you think I would say? <laughs> Rosalind, knowing she didn't birth them, and we both know we did not adopt them, no matter how much they look or act like Rosalind, no matter what the court says, no matter what Dana said or what other people say, Rosalind knows that is not her child. And I know <laughs> there's only one immaculate conception that took place and that's with Mary and Jesus. And Joseph, Joseph took it well. Because he was even spoken to before in a dream. Today people are claiming or proclaiming they are gods. Their actions look like they are. They dress like they might be. They go to church. They sing in the choir. They pay tithes. Hold two or three positions. They cry and shout with the best of them, but inside they are rotten. They are no more saved than Judas. Being God's child is more than an outward presentation. It reigns on the just as well as the unjust. Let's, let's look at Matthew chapter 7 for a moment. Matthew chapter 7 Verse 14 and 15. And it says, because straight is the gate. Straight means strict, rigid, not flexible. Now, for example, when a person goes out for a sport in high school, mind you, they are flexible. Some things they will put up with and they'll tolerate. I, I remember when I had the opportunity to, to coach my grandchildren with, with Brother Marcus. And, and we, we had to be flexible. And, and they could not comprehend certain things. They couldn't do certain things. When you're only supposed to get three strikes, sometimes they got four, sometimes five. We're flexible because we want them to learn. However, when you play professional sports, 
It takes commitment and sacrifice, and they are not flexible. You swing three times, that's it. Go. You're out. Bowling with the Wii or a joystick is not like bowling for real. Anybody find that out? See, I, I know Sister Paris, she can sit down and <laughs> bowl them strikes. I even kind of learned, I said, well, let me do it. I'm left handed, but I. But then I went out and bowled with my grandkids with one of their birthdays. It was a while ago, too. And every time I threw the ball, it fall. And believe you me, the next day, I felt everything. It wasn't in my hand. I felt it in my knees, in my thighs, in my back. It wasn't the same. Wasn't the same. Then, then it says, and narrow. Narrow meaning small or limited width. How many of you know uh, being God's child is more than just talk? In the kingdom that leads to life, we're going to have to trim off the flesh. When I got married, I had to take off being a teenager. I, I know some folks is married and still ain't took off the teenager. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. Quite as, I thought like a child. But when I became a man, had to put away all those childish things. As a Christian, there's some things you got to put away when you were somebody else. But as it narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Remember, there is only one way. And that way is through Jesus Christ. There is no straddling the fence. Y'all know what that is? As, as, as old school, one foot on one side and one foot on the other. Doing your thing on Saturday night. And call yourself doing God's thing on Sunday morning. Salvation is not a game or a thing. Verse 15 says, beware of the false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are raving wolves. Just like the world is full of hackers trying to fool you, take your identity, trying to rip you off of everything you have and own. There are those that are trying to hack you spiritually or, or take your identity as a Christian. 
trying to rob, steal, and destroy everything you have and remove the relationship you have with Father God and Jesus Christ. Whose child do you want to be? Drop down to verse 21. Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. And we know that Father's will is for you to see or understand the Son who came and died for you that you may have a right to call God your Father. I'm telling you right now, God knows those that are his. 22 says, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have east cast out devils. And in thy name done many wonderful works. Some have gone down in the water dry and come up wet. That's it. And those who are guilty of these things. 23 says, and then will I profess unto them, those that are guilty of it, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Remember what Jesus said in John 3, 17 and 20. Let's go there for a minute. John 3, 17 through 20. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. That the world through him might be saved. Jesus didn't come to condemn anyone. It is not Jesus that condemns you. It is the world. Many times because of flesh we condemn ourselves. 18 says he that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. Condemn means to express disapproval. Jesus does not disapprove of us. If he did, he wouldn't have came and died for us. His death shows his approval for us. But if a person does not believe. It is they who show the disapproval by not believing on the one who came to approve them. 19 said, and this is the condemnation that light is come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Here's where the disapproval comes into play. Light is coming to the world. The light being Jesus illuminates the world that you may see the darkness that is there. The light illuminates the darkness in you by the word so you may see the darkness in you and remove it. This is how you let your light shine before men so they too can see and give God the glory. Jesus said if a man walk in the day he stumbles not 
because he sees the light of this world. One, the main reason a person stumbles is because they are not looking where they are going. And you can't see in the dark, regardless of how well you think you know your house. Y'all hear what I'm saying? We have the tendency, thinking we know our house, we get up, can't see, and we're going to walk from one room to the other. I ain't going to say why you walk in there. But in the process, you stump your toe. Ain't nothing hurt more than stumping your toe at night in the dark. And you just trying to get up for a second. Stumping so hard you almost forget what you got up for. Then you get back in the bed and you can't go to sleep because your toe hurt. Would have been a whole lot easier if you just cut on the light, walk to your destination, and go back. But no, I know my house. Lord, help us. So a Christian, thinking they know their way around the dark, thinking they are getting away with something because no one sees it, it is only fooling themselves and they the fool. Verse 20 says, For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. Are you listening? Are you understanding what this is saying? If evil is what you are doing, you hate light. If you are doing what is wrong, and you know what is wrong, it means you hate what is right. And Jesus is right. The question again, whose child are you? Whose child do you want to be? How can a man be saved if there is no witness? Job said, my witness is in heaven. And my record is on high. Where is your record and witness of salvation? The courthouse does not have your salvation on file. And since when has man had the power to save himself? Or determine who is and how to be saved. Since God is the one that gives salvation. If he is the only one that can save you. It would mean he is only the one who has the records on high. And that you, no one can access that file and delete your file. Not by eraser. Not by pen. Not by hitting delete. You don't have the power or the authority. Your record is on high for God to determine who is and who is not. He's just simply asking you the question, whose child do you want to be? Do you want me to be your father or the devil? And I guarantee you, letting God be the father, the benefits outweigh anything that Satan can offer. Satan had the audacity to even try to offer Jesus something. 
if you bow down to me, uh, how you go? How you gonna give me something that is already mine? Huh? Y'all hear what I'm saying? That's like somebody coming to your house, knocking on your door, saying, "If you give me twenty dollars, I'll let you live here." Really? Let me take off Pastor Hat. If you believe that, I got some property in Florida I want to sell you. <laughs> Satan cannot give you what is already, he can't give you salvation. He cannot give you life. Do you realize he got kicked out? If he got kicked out of heaven, how is he going to give you a ticket to heaven? Now, let me say this. Peter, Peter, first Peter did say that baptism does also now save us. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience towards God. And this is by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In other words, because you have gone down into the waters of baptism, because you have identified with his death, burial, and resurrection, by this action of obedience, you have a good conscience with God. If you did not put away your filth, you now have the power to overcome flesh filth because you have done what you are supposed to do. And you can put away the filth of the mind that torments the flesh. You can now call upon God who sent Jesus to help you when you are tempted. See, by faith you believe on him and in him. Jesus said this about himself. The father himself sent me, has borne witness of me. A witness means one who can give a first hand account. God surely can give a first hand account about Jesus and he can give a first hand account about you. Here's another profound statement said by Jesus. If I had spoken evil, bear witness of the evil. So if you are God's child and property, are you bearing witness to evil or good? Are they seeing light come from you or darkness in you? What are they bearing witness to when they see you? Remember, we are the light of the world. We must let our light shine before men. We are the vessels that are illuminated. You cannot hide light. But you can hide darkness. Two things here. The light you shine will not get you to heaven if it's not God's. And your darkness will not get you to heaven regardless of whose it is. Let's conclude with this. Matthew 7, 24. Going back there. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will like him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Jesus is our wisdom, and he is the rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and bare upon 
that house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. For it is important to know how you are building your house. For a house to stand the test of time, A, it must be on the right foundation. Sand will wash away. Man in his flesh withers away. But God's word is solid. Under no other name can a man be saved but by the name of Jesus. B, in building, you must have the right material. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. If they are not his words, they are the wrong words. A lot of children have run away from home and has ended up on a milk carton. A telephone post saying, have you seen them? Or in a flash on the 11 o'clock news. Don't run away from God. In the day you hear his voice, harden not your heart. God has shown and is showing us ourselves. So we may be the child he has called us to be. With that, my time is up and I thank you for yours.